the best place to be on Sunday morning. Church. Amen. I greet you once again in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad to be here. I'm always glad to be in the house of the Lord. And some of us, we may be said to be, do you call it introvert? People that are not very much forthcoming and that. But when we are in church, you will see our true colors. Amen. Because we are at home. Amen. You need to be free in the house of the Lord. Amen. What I'm going to share with you today is something that's a challenge also for me. And it's about the choices that we make. But I will zoom in on divine health toward the end. But just as a starting point so that you may understand that we are really confronted with a lot of choices. And if you look just at the example of South Africa, you hear these days that everyone's belief should be respected, isn't it? So it means people have choices. But it doesn't mean the fact that you have a choice doesn't mean what you are doing is right. Isn't it? You can have a choice to do anything, but it doesn't mean what you are doing is right. So I want us maybe just to remind you, if you go to Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 and 6, you can do it in any version, Mr. MJ. I just want to show you that the fact that things are the way they are or people do things the way they want to do, it doesn't necessarily mean God condones that. It's just that he has created us with free will. You choose what you want to do. You even have a choice to believe what you want to believe. And sometimes people say, but if God is God, why doesn't he just do this? Why doesn't he just do this? He created us with free will. And he's committed to that forever. Even when it's, your, it's to your detriment and you are making a choice to your detriment, he cannot stop you. Because he's bound by that, the fact that he created us with free will. You remember even with, if God has to stop anybody from doing anything, he should have stopped Adam and Eve from sinning. Because that was where everything started going wrong. So if he did not stop that, he will not stop any of us to do anything we want to do. So the fact that we have a choice doesn't mean what we are choosing to do is right. Just read that 5 and 6 of Genesis chapter 6. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men Yeah. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. You see, the Lord saw that the intents of people are just evil all the time. It was that time before the destruction with the flood in Noah's time. But God couldn't stop them from doing whatever they were doing. Okay? Because he created them with free will. Continue. And the Lord was sorry that he had made men on the earth, Hmm. and he was grieved in his heart. So it means the Lord gets grieved when all the evil is taking place. But it doesn't mean he's condoning that. And the church should be the voice of God. 
The problem is that sometimes as a church, we talk a lot about opinions. You will hear people saying, Pastor, what do you think about this? So and so, what do you think about this? I've got opinions. You've got opinions. We all have opinions. But what does God say about it? That's what should count. Actually, I was challenged when I read Romans chapter 1, 24 to 32. You'll go through it quickly because they are children. But you look at it and you see that it seems like things can go the way they want to go. And God says it's your choices, the choices you've made. Okay? Now, I don't have to express a view if God has already declared something. You get that? I want you to get this clear because I'm giving this introduction. I'm taking an extreme example so that when I come to what you understand, I would have challenged you. Amen. So I'm saying life is about choices. Even how serious you want to be with the Lord is a choice. Even whether you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's a choice. Even anything, it's your choice. You've got a choice. So we will zoom in into health and you will understand it well. But for a start, I'm just giving this uh, introduction. I do not know why I'd prepared about healing, but as I was continuing, the Lord was just working with me on the issue of choices. So do it in the ERV, that uh, Romans 1, 24 to 32. I will not explain. I will only explain 24 and 28. The rest, you just take it as it is said. Okay? Yeah, so in other words, I don't have to express an opinion if God has already said something. I want you to get that because sometimes we entangle ourselves by trying to express opinions. That's why man fails. It's like even in families. <laughs> Do you know that God has put a family order in a family? I don't have to express it, a view. You can express your view, I can express my view, but our views are immaterial if God has already made a decree. You get that? I want us to get this because this is where human beings fail. The fact that we have free will we should not exercise that in a wrong way. Okay? So read it for us. I said in the ERV, Romans 1, 24 to 32. <clears throat> People wanted only to do evil. Yeah, I said this one I will explain. I will explain only 24 and 28. For the rest, you just read it as it is. Like I said, because we've got children, but at least you would have heard the message. Okay? People wanted only to do evil. Mm -hmm. So God left them and let them go their sinful way. Did you hear that? People only wanted to do evil. So God left them to go their sinful way. Why does God do that? Because he cannot force us to do anything. You get that? I'm taking this extreme example so that when I tell you how to believe God, now you can realize you've got a choice even in how much you want to believe God. That's why you would find some of us, maybe you have a breakthrough in one area of your Christian walk, but you don't have a breakthrough in another area. Again, it's a choice. Continue. 
So I won't explain. I will explain again verse 28. <clears throat> and so they became completely immoral and used their bodies in shameful ways with each other. They traded the truth of God for a lie. They bowed down and worshipped the things God made instead of worshipping the God who made those things. He is the one who should be praised forever. Amen. Amen. Because people did those things, God left them and let them do and let them do the shameful things they wanted to do. Women stopped having natural sex with men and started, and started having sex with other women. In the same way, men stopped having natural sex with women and began wanting each other all the time. Men did shameful things with, it, with other men, and in their bodies they received the punishment for those wrongs. People do did not think it was important to have a true knowledge of God. I said verse 28, I'll explain. So the rest, you just read, okay? But I'm telling you, it's got nothing to do with what I think. It's got nothing to do with what you think. It's got nothing to do with who said what. God, if God has spoken something, he has spoken it, okay? But now verse 28 says, People did not think it was important to have a true knowledge of God. In other words, they think it doesn't matter to really get what God says. We are human beings. We've got our rights. Continue. So God left them and allowed them to have their own worthless thinking. You see? So the fact that, because some of you worry, you say, hey, but things, the way things are happening. Oh, so this, 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 this. People have got a free will. Okay. So, continue, and we finish this one. I'm just showing you that we are so much of opinions and schools of thoughts, okay? We can have different of opinions. I can believe this, you believe that, you believe that, you believe that. But at the end, we should say, what does the Lord say? Continue. And so, they do what they should not do. They are filled with every kind of sin, evil, Greed and hatred. You see what people are full of? Mm. Mm -hmm. They are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, lying, and thinking the worst things about each other. They gossip and say evil things about each other. They hate God. They are rude, proud, and brag about themselves. They invent ways of doing evil. They don't obey their parents. They are foolish. They don't keep their promises, and they show no kindness or mercy towards others. They know God's law says that anyone who lives like that should die. But they not only continue to do these things themselves, but they also encourage others who do them. Amen. I want you to understand this. Okay? You can see what the word of God is saying, isn't it? So... Whatever I think or what you think, it's immaterial if God has already spoken something. I want us to start learning to believe God and to say God must reign supreme. When we started here, we sang the song, Hayo, Hayo, there is no one like him. Even in decreeing things, if God has said something, don't let any other view persuade you somehow. Let God's word be final authority. Amen. Tell your neighbor, let God's word be final authority. Because that's the only thing that God is committed to. 
He is bound by his word. Because sometimes you would find people, even for us as preachers, sometimes you find people quoting their preachers or their pastors more than they quote God. Some people don't, don't even know what God said. They only know what pastor so-and-so said. Okay? So that's why I'm saying, if we want to believe God, let's avoid viewpoints. This is my view. This is the viewpoint. This is the school of thought. We can do that at school. Not in the kingdom. In the kingdom, the king gives the orders and we obey. Amen? Can I repeat that? In the kingdom, the king gives the orders and we obey. Amen? Even if we have a different thought, we say we are submitting ourselves to the lordship of the king. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and say Jesus is Lord, you are saying take charge. Romans 3 verse 4 says, let God be true and every man a liar. You do it in the NIV, Romans 3 4. I'll challenge you on one thing and then we'll zoom into what I want to zoom in with you. Not at all. Let God be true and every human being a liar. Okay. So, it doesn't mean we should be liars. That verse. It says, let God be true. So, in other words, if you've got this, you've got God. God has said this. Man has said this. Okay? This is what man has said. This is what God has said. Now, let God be true. And let man be a liar. Okay? So, it means there are many things that you will have opinions about. But if God has already declared something, let's just obey God. Do you know the thing of opinions? I just want to challenge you a little bit. If you look at the, we call the South African Constitution to be the most... Yeah, so people really admire it a lot. But it's very liberal. Okay? In other words, everything is right. <laughs> there can't be such thing as everything is right. Some things are wrong. Amen. Some things are wrong. So when I said the problem is that when men try to find their own way, Romans put it very nicely. It says, they have decided they don't need to know about God. And so God left them. Okay? So, even in families, okay, we've got this thing of feminists. We heard that, isn't it? It's a school of thought. Okay? There are also traditionalists where men uh, dominate and abuse their wives and all that. That's another viewpoint. But all these views are immaterial if God has declared something. You get that? So it means if you want to be successful in your marriage life, you need to hear what God has said. And follow that. Amen. For everything. Even in our own individual lives, let God be true and every man a liar. So let's go to 
2 Corinthians 4. So today I want to talk with you about which report do you believe? Okay? I started with the extreme examples just to shake you a little bit because that's where God started with me. I prepared this from here onwards. But then when I was meditating more about the choices, it became very clear that the world is influencing us so much. Okay? That you have to say what the world wants you to say. But then, I can have a view, you can have a view. So somewhere it's not even about my view, it's about what the Lord says. And whatever God has said, let him be true and every man a liar. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 to 5, NLT. So I want to show you that it's not that, sometimes it's not because men indeed want to do that on their own. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for those whose whose minds are blinded. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you see something is going to land somebody in trouble and they don't see it? You can see that this thing is dangerous. They are going into trouble but they don't see it. They ignore the advices you're giving them, but you see they're on their way to destruction. So the Bible talks about the devil, the God of this world, Satan blinding the minds of unbelievers. So some of those things is because people are blind. Okay? So I want you to read that 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 to 5 in NLT. I want you to understand that even in your own life, I said the choices we make, okay? Even how serious you want to be with the Lord. Even how serious you want to be at your work. Anything in your life, even in your own families, you can say, I want my family to be submissive to the Lordship of Jesus. And we want Jesus to reign in our family. Amen? Amen. You can make that choice. You can also make a choice. Some of the things we want to do them our own without God. That's your choice. Even in your own individual life, don't you know that there are things sometimes you say, but I don't think this needs prayer. I don't think this needs God. I don't think. So you can choose on your own. Okay? But read that uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 1 to 5, NLT. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. Mm -hmm. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. So this one at least was bold. (laughs) It was Mm. deciding we reject every shameful deed and every underhanded method. Mm -hmm. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. Yeah, that we mustn't do. Mm. We mustn't try and trick you. We mustn't distort the word of God. Mm. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. Yeah. So it means when we are telling you the truth before God, if you are honest, you know this is the truth. Mm. Okay? Mm. We tell you the truth, honest truth, and that's what God says. And it's even in your Bible so that you can't say, I said. Mm. I think that is the good thing with as always giving you the word. You can't blame me for what's in your Bible. It's like the verse you read in Romans 1. Did I write that? Uh-uh. So you can't blame me for what's in your Bible. Amen. Yes. I only showed it to you. 
Isn't it? So, even here, we don't try and distort the truth. You know which is the honest truth. Continue. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. So it means the good news can be hidden and people can't see it. Mm -hmm. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Oh, you see, so this is where now we need to pray for one another. Because sometimes you really see this person, what this person is doing, this is dangerous. This person is destroying his own life. But when you tell him he thinks he's wiser than you, it means Satan has blinded the mind of unbelievers. So the only way to get that person restored is when the light of the gospel shines. You can't convince them with reasoning because they think you are stupid. <laughs> Did you know that there are times, especially people who do funny things and all the things that they do, most of the things even in Romans chapter 1, they think they are wise and they are fine. You are the one with a problem. <laughs> Have you noticed that? So it means you can't convince them by trying to reason with them. Because the enemy has blinded their minds. So the only thing that we do is we pray for them. We pray for them and say, let the light of the gospel that has shined in my life shine upon them. Some of you, it's even the close relatives of yours. It's your father, it's your husband, it's your mother. It's very close people to you. So pray for them. Because the enemy is blinding them. You won't win them by reasoning with them. Because it is the enemy who is blinding their minds. So the reason why I'm starting with this, so that even when we come to healing and the things that I'm going to share with you, you will understand that actually, I can choose to believe God. I can choose to believe God. And ignore what my mind thinks. And ignore that particular viewpoint. And let God be true. And everyone a liar. Continue. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. That I like. That one I will comment. Verse 5. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. Mm. Okay? Mm. So it means when you start hearing people talking more about a preacher than God, there is a problem. We don't go around preaching about ourselves. What do we preach? We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. We Amen. point you to the cross. Amen. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's like when I started here, I said, I may have a viewpoint. You may have a viewpoint, but I won't give you my opinion. I tell you what the master says. I tell you what the king says. And if we say he is Lord, let him give the orders. So restart that uh, we preach about. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. Yeah, that is what we preach. So in other words, for everything, I may have a view, you may have a view, that one may have a view. So let's not waste our times 
with our different views. We are all entitled to our own opinions. But let's ask what God has said. And if God has said it, let's believe it. Amen. Amen. Take it as God has spoken it. Amen. Amen. And let's stop arguing and debating and arguing and debating. Because I can have a view, you can have a view. God wants people who believe him. That's why we are called believers. When you believe, you just take it. Even when it doesn't make sense, believe it. If it's your master who said it. Believe that God knows better. Amen. How many of you know that God created the heavens and the earth? How many of you know that God has been God before you were born? And he will remain God even after you are gone? So he is God and God alone. He is God in his own class. So it means the things that I'm going to share with you when I'm talking about which report do you believe is because there are many reports around us. There are many viewpoints, many suggestions, many opinions, many school of thoughts. But that's, I will not subscribe to any of them. I will only tell you what the word of God says. And that is the report we must believe. So let's go to Isaiah. Chapter 53, 1 to 5 in the King James Version. So now, 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 we, now we talk. We can, we can start talking our subjects. That, that introduction was just to make you aware that when men start using their own reasoning, they will end in trouble. Because you are living what God has said and you are trying to think as if you can outsmart even God. The things of God don't have to be reasoned. They are to be believed. Amen? And they don't even have to make sense. Does it make sense? <laughs> we say, those of you who are sick, come, let me pray for you. Just put a hand on you like this. And they say, in Jesus' name, be healed. Does it make sense how you get healed? Somebody sick for 12 years with the issue of blood, going to doctors and not getting better. I believe those were good specialists, all good doctors. And the Bible says she wasted everything she had. She wasn't getting better. But look at how she got healed. If I can just touch his garment, I'll be made whole. Woman, you have spent all the monies on doctors. You were supposed to be asking if there are no other specialists beyond those ones that you've gone through. Uh -uh. If I've seen this, I've tried everything, it's not working, but I'm believing God. I've heard about Jesus. I've heard that Jesus works in a different way to how human beings work. If I just touch his garment, I'll be made whole. She pushed her away. She touched this garment. She was healed. She felt in her body that she was healed. She was freed of her plague that very moment. Does that make sense? It doesn't, but that's faith. Amen? Amen. It doesn't make sense, but that's faith. So that's why I'm saying, don't allow your mind. That's why Isaiah 55 talks about Turn away from your ways because your ways and your thoughts are not God's ways and God's thoughts. God's ways are always higher than human ways. So it means human beings will come with opinions and views, but let God be true and every man a liar. So now look at this. So with that kind of thinking now, I was just challenging you that way so that now you realize that actually when we try to reason, 
we err. Because now we are using our own opinions. And I will have an opinion. You will have an opinion. And that's why sometimes even in families you fight because you try, this is my opinion, that's your opinion, that one's opinion, that one's opinion. Can we just ask God, what do you say about this? And if God declares on an issue, let that be the final answer. Isaiah 53, 1 to 5, King James Version. We have believed our report. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I think he's really making a plea here. He says, who has believed our report? So he's got something to say. There are many other reports. When he says our report, it means there are other reports. Okay? There are other schools of thoughts. There are other viewpoints. But there is also the report of the word of God. So he says, who has believed our report? Can you be like me and say, I believe the report of the Lord. Amen. I believe the report of the Lord. Even when my mind doesn't understand it, sometimes my body would even be telling me, you are sick, you are not better. But I believe the report that says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Amen. I'm choosing to believe the report of the Lord. But you can only do that with that second part. It says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Yes, that is the secret. So when it says, who has believed our report? When it says, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You remember where we read when it says, Satan, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of people. When something is not yet revealed to you, you will not understand it at times. Okay, so he says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Mm. Some of you, you already know what God can do. You have seen the hand of God in your life. Mm. It means now when something comes in future, you can believe God because the arm of the Lord has been revealed to you. You know this faith stuff works. Some of us, we know that. Ask your neighbor, do you know that the faith stuff works? Yeah, I know, I know it works. Amen? Because the arm of the Lord has been revealed to me. Amen? The person to whom the arm of the Lord has not been revealed, they don't understand why you do things the way you do. They don't understand why you've got to waste your two hours or your three hours on Sunday morning going somewhere just to gather in one place when you could have been enjoying yourself. They don't understand that. Because the arm of the Lord has not been revealed to them. Okay? So that's why we need the revelation of the word of God. As we preach, we as preachers, we preach, we tell you the word, but may the Holy Spirit of God reveal that truth to you. May he make that word real in your life to show that it is the Holy Spirit who teaches you, who reveals the things to you. You may find that I'm talking like this, I'm preaching, I'm ministering, but some of, to some of you, it's, you are really absorbing this and this is getting it. And somewhere, for some, the devil is blindfolding you. He's making you think of other things. Okay? So it's not about what I'm sharing with you. It's about how that is being ministered to you. Sometimes you find the preacher has said something. He didn't even say to the extent that you are. But for you, it's revealing something. The Holy Spirit is teaching you something. He's reminding you. You see, this is that thing. That's why sometimes some of you will say, Pastor, I thought you were just talking about me. 
It was as if you were with me. This is the thing I was struggling with this morning. These were the questions that I was asking myself about. To show that the Holy Spirit, God knows you. Okay? So it says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? I've seen the hand of God. I've seen the hand of God even when it comes to healing. That's why I will stand in my right of healing. There may be many reports. I'm not going to take other reports. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And I'm here to encourage you. To encourage you to believe the report of the Lord. Continue. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. Okay, you can see this also doesn't make good sense. Mm. Tender plant and a root out of a dry ground. Dry ground can't have a tender because that thing would not have grown. Mm. But that's mm. how it works. Mm. Mm-hmm. He has no form nor comeliness. You remember when they mad him when he was beaten and mad on the cross? You mm. couldn't even desire looking at him. Mm. Uh-huh. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we shall that we shall desire him. Oh. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Uh-huh. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now I want you to, re- to, re- to see the, what is the report of the Lord. So verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs. So the things that are grieving us and may- giving us pain, he has borne them. Mm. And he has carried our sorrows. sorrows. Mm. Okay, surely he did that. Mm. So it means when sickness wants me to carry it, when sin wants me to carry it, I must say it's nailed on the cross. Mm-hmm. It's sorted on the cross. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? Jesus dealt with sin and sickness when he was on the earth and ultimately he nailed that to the cross. If you looked at how Jesus healed people when he was still alive, you can see that he was on a mission to destroy sickness. Okay? But then he went on the cross, he nailed it on the cross. Amen? So that you and I can be free. So that you and I can walk in divine health. So that you and I can live in this life in good health. Any of you has ever been sick? I've ever been sick. And I know that sickness is not good at all. That's why as long as I have my being, I will keep on preaching against sickness. Amen? Because the enemy wants to torment people through that. If you've ever seen somebody who is sick, even maybe a close relative of yours, you see somebody is really sick, you can see this is terrible. And God has given us a solution in Christ. We just have to believe. And we believe this report. Continue. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. Did you hear the report of the Lord? Repeat the report. Verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. So it means when he was wounded there, you know that for Christians it's very easy to believe that Jesus died for our sins. Every Christian who who is born again believes that. 
They have a problem with the second part. That he carried also our sickness. Okay? So, the very same cross, the very same Jesus who hanged on the cross and died for my sin, he also paid the penalty for my sickness. Amen? It's the same thing. So you can't believe one and leave out the other. You get that? So read verse 5. He says, but he was wounded. But he was wounded for our transgressions. You believe that, isn't it? Amen. You believe that he was wounded for our sins. Mm. Mm -hmm. He was bruised for our iniquities. That we believe. Mm. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That we believe. And with his stripes we are healed. Amen. 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 With his stripes we are healed. And now your body says, but you are not healed. I'm not going to believe the report of my body. I'm going to believe the word of God. Your neighbor says, you are not healed. I'm not going to believe the report of my neighbor. I'm believing the report of the Lord. Okay? Even people will tell you, sometimes you would even be told, this disease is incurable. That's a report. And they do it nicely. Sometimes they would say, we are going to take you for a scan and we'll give you a report. You know that they report on the scan, isn't it? They report on the ultrasound or they report on the CT scan or they report on this. That's a report. Okay? So, but there is also a report. Amen? One report says, now we did, we did all the tests. We can see that you've got cancer. And this has spread. Or we did the test, we see that you've got HIV. We did the test, we see you've got pneumonia. We did the test, we see you've got this. That's a report. But there's also another report that says, with his stripes, you are healed. Which report do you take? Amen? It's a challenge. It's serious. Because easily, because our minds are used to believing people more than believing God, you take the report of men over the report of God. That's why the Bible says, let God be true and every man being a liar. You get that? You say, but pastor, be practical. How can I just deny the honest fact? Because when something is there, it's there. If something is there, it's there. Did I say deny the honest fact? I said, choose which report you want to believe. There's one report that says this is there. There's another report that says you are healed. They are both reports. You can take the one you want. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. What was the fact? Darkness. That was the fact. But what did God say? Let there be light. And there was light. Amen. I want you to get that because if you don't get that fact, you are going to be focusing on, but pastor, the fact is it's dark here. You haven't spoken your faith yet. You just told me facts. But you didn't tell me your faith. 
What does your faith say? Which report do you want to believe? Did the Lord say something? Do you have another report? Do you want to say something? Okay? So that's why. Okay, this one is not in the Bible. When it's not in the Bible, I told you. I always like saying I do like Paul. This is me, not the Lord. So you can choose not to believe it. Okay? Because it's, it's, this is now where opinions come in. So when it's an opinion, you are entitled to yours, I'm entitled to mine. So for me, my opinion is, even if my body feels hot, I don't take a thermometer and check. That's an opinion. There's no verse like that. Okay? So why I do that? I'm trying to protect my faith. I don't want to see 40 degrees or 41 degrees. <laughs> because once I see that, it will instill fear on me. So I want to fight it. Some of you, you want to fight. You say, Pastor, I want to know what it is so that I can fight what I know. <laughs> uh-uh. For me, I know everything bows to the name of the Lord Jesus. Every knee bows. Every tongue confesses. So I don't have to know it. I just make it bow. Amen. 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 That's my approach. And it helps me not to be afraid. Mm, Because the more you check, some of you like going to the internet. You just feel a bit of a thing here. Now you check on the... What could this thing be? Yeah. You were supposed to feel that and then say, what, but what, what does, uh, what does the, the, the word of the Lord say about this? You see how you get healed? Yeah, not the other way. Because the other way you will get facts. Okay? So when it's a fact, it's a fact. But facts can be changed when you take the truth. Okay? So the difference is this. You don't say when there is a fact, you don't say the fact is not there. Okay? You say what you want to see. I want you to get this. In other words, God did not say, imagine if God said, there is no darkness. He didn't say that. And neither did he say, it is dark. It was dark, but he spoke what he wanted to see. He said, let there be light. So the issue is that some of you, when people ask you, they will say, they will say something, and you say, no, I don't have this, I don't have that, or I don't have this sickness, I don't have, speak what you have. I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. We can hear that your voice is hoarse, man. You, you, you seem to be catching a flu. No, I don't have a flu. Just say, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I'm healed. Amen. 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 You may be speaking facts. I'm speaking the word. And that's how I get healed. Amen. 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 That's how it works. I'm encouraging you. For anything that you want to believe God for, facts will be there. Trying to distract you from the word. Can I give you another fact? Peter. I like this one. Peter on the boat. You remember when Jesus was coming, walking on the sea? Does that make sense? Mm-mm, walking on the water. It doesn't make sense. That's faith. Amen. You are, you are living in the supernatural. You're living in a faith realm. 
where it doesn't always make sense. So, walking on the water, coming to them, they saw him coming and they said, it's a ghost. And Peter said, if it's you, speak a word that I may come to you walking on the water. He didn't say, if it's you, just wave. (laughs) Did you see that? Because you can't walk on waving. You walk on the word. He said, speak a word. I want something to walk on. And Jesus said, come. What did Peter do? Amen. He walked on the water. Because he had a word. That told him to come. He didn't have to make sense whether that water is solid or liquid. And I can tell you it was liquid. Peter also learned that later. (laughs) When he started, because he was moving, going toward Jesus. And when he saw the winds. So it means now his focus is removed from Jesus, the author and the finisher of his faith. Now when he saw the wind, what happened? He began to, what has changed now? Do you think the condition of the water had changed? Mm -mm. The water was still the same water. But how is it that the water in the first half and all of a sudden it melted? You think so? No, it was the same water. Okay? What changed was his focus. When he was focusing on the Lord, it was all fine. When he started focusing on the wind, he began to sink. Some of you are sinking because you're keeping on looking at the wind. Even with the things, whatever sickness, whatever thing that's tormenting you, don't glorify it. Don't keep on looking at it. Don't keep on magnifying it. Keep on magnifying the word. Keep on checking what God's word says. And say, my body is subjected to the authority of the word. So even when in my body things are like this, but I know God's word says this. And that's what I'm sticking to. Are you getting that? I want you to get that because if you understand this, you will always walk in your good health. You will walk in divine health. Because when I say that, it doesn't always have to make sense. It's true. Because many things we want them to make sense. But when I saw Peter walking on the water, that was faith. Okay? But when he started looking, he began to sink. If you don't focus on what the Lord wants you to focus on, you are going to perish. You remember there was this time when the children of Israel were rebellious, disobeyed God, and then you remember the serpents, the snakes that came and beat them. As they beat them, the Lord said to Moses, erect a serpent that will be hanged on a pole. Okay? Everyone who looks to this one will live. Amen? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So when he was hanged on the cross, when I look to him, I get healed. 
It's still the same sickness. It's still the same challenge. But because my focus now is on him, I get delivered. But why we sink is because we are focusing on the challenge. So even when Jesus, go to Acts 10.38, even when Jesus was here on the earth, he did not tolerate sickness. And I want you children of God not to tolerate sickness. Not in your bodies, not even in the bodies of those around you. And you say, Pastor, but do I really have a choice? I told you from the beginning that we've got choices. But, but how does it work, Pastor? Because in real essence, I, I really want that, but in reality, if I'm sick, I'm sick. Who told you that? You are believing, that's a report. But Isaiah 53 verse 5 doesn't say, if you are sick, you are sick. Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, by his stripes you are healed. So, which you is you. The you in Isaiah 53, because it says you are healed. And there is also this other you, you are sick. So which you is you? I'm the you that God says I am. Tell your neighbor I am what God says I am. Amen. That's the me. Not the other me. Do you know that people would even say a lot of things about you? Mm. They would say you are this, you are that, you are this, you are that. You remember when Jesus said, who do people say that I am? Some said, some said you are John the Baptist. Some said you are this. Some said you are that. Some people will even say bad things about you. But he said, but who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon by Jonah. For flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed that to you. So the real me is known by God. Amen. 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 That's the real me. They healed me. Tell your neighbor, the real me is known by God. They healed me. Yeah. So it means the other report that says you've got this chronic sickness, you will have to take your tablets for life. That's a report. But I haven't seen such a scripture. Oh, but pastor, don't you think that's a bit extreme? Don't be insensitive. Okay? I can be very sensitive and just tell you my opinion and feel for you, but you don't get healed that way. You get healed by being told the truth. Because God is only watching over his word to fulfill it. He's not even watching my opinions, my emotions, and your emotions. He's watching over his word. So Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You see that even Jesus, even when he was on, the, on earth, he didn't tolerate sickness. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Some of you say, 
No, but pastor, some sicknesses are not from Satan. Why do you want to defend him? <laughs> huh? You are like those people who say, just to be the devil's advocate. Huh? <laughs> I know it's English, but I always say to my management team, guys, of all the people you want to be the advocate for the devil, huh? he's lost the case already. Why don't you talk for God? Why do you want to talk for the devil? Huh? No, pastor, it's English. <laughs> I, this English that always defends the devil, I don't like that English. Hmm. Okay? So it means, if it says, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You say, no, but some sicknesses. For me, I don't mind. Even if some are not from the devil, I can blame him for all of them. He's my enemy. Amen. 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 The problem is that some of you sometimes, okay, look at this. Let's go to Luke. Luke 13. I'll show you the trick of trying to reason and say, no, pastor, you see, it's just that I was in the cold for a bit of time. Uh, Pastor, you see, it was because of this and this. Trying to justify that. Just say, sickness, you do not have any place in my body. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus. And take your healing. Because look at this, Luke 13, 10 to 16, NLT. I want to show you, you can do it in NLT, you can do it in other versions, but let's do it in NLT. I want to show you that there was this woman she was elderly, she was oppressed, and she was bound, bent like this. Read it. Luke, 10, Luke 13, 10 to 16. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. Okay, the woman who was crippled by an evil spirit. Other translation says she had a spirit of infirmity. Okay? She had the spirit of sickness. Okay? Some of you think, no, sickness is there. This is there. It says she had the spirit of infirmity. She was crippled by an evil spirit. An evil spirit. Mm -hmm. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. Okay. What had made her to bend down like this and not able to stand up straight? That spirit, the infirmity, the spirit of infirmity. Okay? Now, if it's like that, how do you solve that? You can't solve that with operation. Can you operate a spirit? Huh? Can you operate a spirit? You operate a spirit, take it that way, and this and this. No. So it says she was bound by the spirit of infirmity, and it says by evil spirit, and she was bowed down like this for 18 years. Okay? I want you to get this because if you don't get this, you will try to reason sickness. Okay? What I like about the word of God is that every knee bows. Every name, every name should bow to that. To, it's, it's under the name of Jesus. So whatever name of that sickness, in Jesus' name you go. But with human means, sometimes you may want to do this for something that needs the other solution. 
Actually, our people knew this long ago. Do you know that the, the Africans, especially those ones who believe in uh, spirits, and they will say, ah, for this, ah, this one, this one doesn't need this one. The, the, Western, the Western people don't see this one. At least they know something. They just don't know the right thing. How do you, where do you get it to now? So they realize this is a spiritual thing. You can't solve it by natural means. You get that? Continue. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. You see, in other translations, it says, Woman, you are freed. Woman, thou art loosed. Okay? You are freed from your sickness. You are loosed. You are healed. So it means he took authority over that spirit of infirmity. Mm -hmm. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. Amen. 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 That's what will happen to you. Whatever oppression that the enemy was putting on your body, when you believe God and God heals you, and you start feeling it's so good to be healed. Mm. How you praise God. Amen. All of a sudden, it's like if you were sick and now you get healed. Do you feel the difference? Mm. All of a sudden you feel, oh, now I can walk on my own. All of a sudden, hey, now at least I am myself. How she praised God. For this one it was even worse because for 18 years. Imagine being bound for 18 years. My guess is just like the woman with the issue of blood. I think she tried everything she could. I don't think for 18 years she was just seated. But she didn't get delivered. But when it came to this, which you people think doesn't make sense, it works. So for me, even if it doesn't make sense, it works. Bound 18 years. Woman, you are loosed from your infirmities. You see, she was like this. Touch the woman, you are loosed from your infirmities. How she praised God. So it's working. For me, whether it makes sense or it doesn't make sense, if it works, I will stick with it. Because I want results. Amen. Which one would you choose? Would you choose something that makes sense even if it's not working? <laughs> I would rather choose something that doesn't make sense as long as it works. Amen. 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 Because some of the things, beloved, it's not always that things should make sense to us. If it works, it works. I don't understand how an aeroplane with 400 people flies up in the air. But I know it works. <laughs> and I've got confidence in that. I go to the airport, boom! With all my luggages. Okay? And when I've got to go on a flight, I don't try to. No. I just know this thing works. Amen. My mind doesn't understand how. But it works. So I go with boldness. Get it. Now I don't look, hey, but we are getting too many here. All of us. Each one of us, in, and even our luggages. 
That doesn't make sense to me. But it's got nothing to do with what makes sense to me. That thing flies. Amen. Amen. It works. Tell your neighbor, that thing flies. It works. (laughs) Amen. So if something works, it works. Whether it makes sense or it doesn't make sense, stick with it because it works. I stick with this truth because it works. So continue with that woman. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus has healed her on a Sabbath day. Uh, there are six days of the week for waking, he mm. said to the crowd. Mm. Come on those days to be healed, not See, on the Sabbath. You're doing it well. You're doing it like that, those people. <laughs> because somebody is healed. You see, people are funny. Somebody was bound for 18 years. Instead, because it says how she rejoiced, how she praised God. Instead of them joining in with her and praising God, just, what would they say? <laughs> there are six days of the week for waking he said to the crowd come on those days to be healed not on the sabbath but the lord replied you hypocrites each of you works on the sabbath day don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the sabbath and lead it out for water this dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Hmm. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? I like Jesus. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, you hypocrites. This daughter of Abraham being bound for 18 years. This is again me. It's not the, it's not the Lord. I think the Lord was saying, you did nothing for her. That's me. <laughs> told you it's not in the Bible. So he probably was saying, you can only talk now when she's healed. For all these 18 years when she was bound, you were not interested. Now she's healed, all of a sudden you're starting to make news. Do you know that's how this world is like? <laughs> when you are still struggling and you have nothing, they say nothing about you. Just when you start imaging, now all of a sudden you are drawing the attention. Okay? For all these years, she was bound. So I like, because in this one, read verse 16. It links with the message I shared with you last week about being held captive, being bound, being enslaved, and the Lord sets us free. Just read that verse 16 in this version. A daughter of Abraham has been held in bondage by Satan. Has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Doesn't that sound like she was held bondage, held captive, cannot go free. Okay? This dear woman, being a daughter of Abraham, was held in bondage by Satan. I want you to get that because I shared this with you last week. And I said, if the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. So it means, whether it's through sickness, whether it's through sin, 
or any other thing that the devil can use to keep you in bondage, you can be free. Amen. Amen. This woman, being a daughter of Abraham, was held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be healed? Okay? So I think we've got to begin our descent now. Because I just want to take three, four scriptures just to encourage you. After that, we are going to pray. Pray first, believing God. You may have relatives that are sick. Okay? We're going to stand with you in faith. We are going to pray and God will heal them. Some of you may be here and you are sick yourself. We're going to pray for you and God will heal you. I know that. This thing works. It's like a plane. It flies. Amen. Even when it doesn't make sense to you, but it works. And believe with me. Psalms 91. Do it in the ERV. Psalms 91. 6 to 10 in the ERV. So I want you to look at this and see the attitude again of God about sickness. You will never see anywhere where the Lord tolerates sickness. Sickness is your enemy. Just as the devil is our enemy, he is the source of all evil. The thief cometh not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus has come that I might have life and have it more abundant. So I receive the life. I choose to receive life. That's a choice. Okay, read it for us. Psalms 91, 6 to 10 ERV. You will have no fear of diseases. Okay. That come. You will have no fear of diseases. diseases. Do you know that sometimes, I think there was a time, yeah, there was this, sometimes you find on TV they show, I think the other time they were showing somebody, it's like, you could see the inside of, of this person's uh, head, like through here and that, and you look at that and, and it scares you. Sometimes on your mind you just think, you see somebody very sick and you start being grasped by that. So it says, you will have no fear of diseases that come in the dark. You will not be afraid of them. So that's why I'm also giving you this so that you mustn't be afraid of the enemy. You remember the rules? Linking to those rules of engagement in war. Do not panic. Okay? So even when the enemy is throwing something, he throws something on you. And you can choose whether you want to receive it or not. Like I told you, sometimes you throw something, now you check. What could this be cancer? Now you start being afraid. Okay? So the enemy works like this. The enemy throws things. Okay, I once gave this example and I want you to listen to it very well. If a parcel is delivered to you but doesn't have your name, do you take it because it's delivered to you? Mm -mm. So, if they bring a parcel, what Dr. Makado, they bring a parcel to your home, uh, this for Mr. Van Skalkvik. <laughs> Sign for it. 
Do you sign for it? No. Uh-uh. I'm not Mr. Van Skalkvik. That's not my pastor. Amen. So when Satan is bringing sickness, Miss uh, uh, Mango, we've got a parcel here for you. You sign for it. Don't sign for it. Amen. Say, what? Sickness. Uh-uh. That's not mine. Hallelujah. Amen. That's not my parcel. Amen. Amen. It's not my parcel. What is my parcel? Healing. You see, if they're distributing divine health, yeah, that's mine. Okay? So if it's brought to your address, and you say, but pastor, what will I do? It was brought to my address. But it's not yours. Reject it. Don't catch that sickness. So when you feel like that and you start saying, yeah, hey, I'm really going. It seems these days, you know, you know the breast cancer is very common. Mm-hmm. A certain percentage, you even have the percentage of, of women. Are, so you see, they are dying with this. Yeah. You know, this is very serious. And there is no word there. You're talking facts. Okay? And those facts are not necessarily wrong. They are facts. But you don't get healed that way. You get healed by looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. So that then it says, you will have no fear of diseases. It means when disease, when the the enemy sometimes he throws that on you, and see how you react. The moment you say, hey, I think I'm going to die of this sickness. Now he's got you. Isn't it? You need to do like, okay, Psalms 118, verse 17. I shall live and not die. I will declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. Amen. That's what you should be saying. Speak what God has said and not what you see. So read it, that ERV Psalms 91, 6 to 10. You will have no fear of diseases. So you can see that diseases torment. Even sufferings. It says, don't be afraid of them. Mm -hmm. A thousand people may fall dead at your side, or ten thousand right beside you, but nothing bad will happen to you. I like this one also, because some of you are even afraid to drive to Limpopo, or to the Eastern Cape, because you see a lot of accidents, and you see that indeed people are dying. That's truth. That's the fact. Okay? But it says, a thousand may fall dead on this side and 10,000 on the other side, but you also. Mm-mm. Does it say that in your Bibles? Mm-mm. Because some of you, you look at a 1,000 and this is, ah, none of us, you see, all of us, you see these things, especially during Easter. You see, like now is Christmas period. You see the statistics. God has given you something to safeguard you. He says a thousand may fall on one side, ten thousand on the other side, but it will not come near you. Mm. That is the report I believe. Amen. 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 
You can believe other reports. We have choices. You remember when we started? We have choices. I just choose to believe the report of the Lord. But pastor, do you think I have a choice? A thousand people may fall dead at your side and ten thousand right beside you. But nothing bad will happen to you. That is what it says. It's got nothing to do with what I think. It's got nothing to do with what you think. It's got to do with what the master has spoken. The king has spoken. Tell your neighbor, the king has spoken. spoken. Yeah. When the king has spoken, I believe it. And I like it because my king speaks good things about me. He's not like, you see, some of these African kings, they speak judgment on you and they want to destroy you. So instead of us just saying the king has spoken, the good thing with this king is he speaks good about me. Amen. He's not only a king, he is my loving father. All you will have to do is watch and you will see that the wicked are punished. You trust in the Lord for your protection. Okay. You trust in the Lord for protection. That's what I do. Trust in the Lord for your protection. Guys, the place we are living in, around us, it doesn't look good to the natural eyes. So let's look at something that will make us have hope. Trust in the Lord for your protection. Amen? Instead of only looking at what is happening around you, look at what God says is your portion. Continue. You have made God most high your place of safety. So nothing bad will happen to you. Ha, Pastor, can I say that? It's in your Bible. I didn't write it. And you read it, Mr. MJ. So it seems I'm not the only one to be blamed. You also read it. So if, if these people are going to blame people, it will be you and me. So you read it. <laughs> okay. No diseases will come near your home. I like that. That's what he's saying. So it means when diseases come near me or near my home, it's trespassing. It's coming because the devil is trying his chance. And if he tries to throw it and you receive it, then it's yours. But if he throws it and you say, wrong address, sicknesses are not allowed in this body. Sicknesses are not allowed in this family. In Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Majambe. It's even more nicer when the head of the house. You see, husbands, husbands, guys, we want husbands with faith. Okay? Because some husbands just want to be heads of the house, but they've got no faith. <laughs> eh? We want husbands with, with faith. Where you say, not in this family. Sickness, you've got no portion in this family. Thus saith the head of this family. In Jesus' name. Because it says, no diseases will come near your home. Actually, it says it will take sickness away from us. Go to Exodus. Exodus 23, 25, and 26. Exodus 23, 25, and 26. NIV. You will see that the Lord says he takes sickness away from us. So if he is saying that, I'm going to believe him. When I started with you guys here, I gave you 
things of opinions. And we should be freed from people's opinions. Even freed from our own selves. You remember the Bible in the book of Corinthians, it talks about the, 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 our fight. And it talks about the strongholds. Okay? Pulling down every imagination that raises itself against the knowledge of God. So sometimes some of the battles you will have is with your own mind. Okay? Some of the things your mind will be contesting with you, telling you it can't be that it should be this way. Your mind is used to a certain way of doing things. Be thou renewed. Be thou renewed by the renewal of your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be renewed the renewal of your mind so that you may know what the will of God is. Exodus 23, 25, and 26 NIV. Worship the Lord your God, and his blessing will be on food and water. Mm. I will take away sicknesses from among you. He said he will take away sicknesses, sicknesses from among me, and I mm. agree. Amen. That saith the key. Mm. Mm -hmm. And none will miscarry or be barren in your land. I also like that. Mm. Mm. And you say, but pastor, you are insensitive. You see if there is miscarriage, the issue is the enemy is trying to rob us of our heritage. Mm. And we need to say it that if the word says there will be no miscarriage or barrenness in your land, it means if there is miscarriage or there is barrenness, the enemy is trespassing. Mm. Amen. And you need to be woken up to that fact and say, yes, I can subscribe to that. I want to subscribe to the report of the Lord that says he takes away sickness from among us. There will be no miscarriage. There will be no barrenness among us. And he says, I will give you the full lifespan. I'll give you a full lifespan. Not cut lifespan. Full lifespan. That is the report of the Lord. So it means we need to believe what God has said. Even when our minds don't understand it. You see this thing of... <laughs> There will be no miscarriage. This one I know practically. There are many people in many areas who are having challenges with miscarriage. and that. We believed God with this and God did it. And, and you look at miscarriage and start laughing. Now we know how these things work. Amen. And to show that it is the word of God, every time we do that, it always works. I've got many, many testimonies where the Lord did this and confirmed this way. Amen. It's not as if I had another thing to quickly sort out something. We just believe the word as it is and the owner of the word fulfills it. Amen. Amen. We need to believe God's word. And it says there will be no barrenness in your land. So, it means now if I want children, now my body says you can't have children. This and this is not in the right place. This and this is like this. This and this is like that. That's a report. But there's another report that says there will be no barrenness in me. So I must be like old Sarah. Old Sarah and old Abraham. Amen. Look at Sarah. During a childbearing age, she had no child. So it means the facts were you are a barren. Okay? But when God 
intervened and said, you shall be a mother of multitudes. The fact of her being a barren, that's just a fact, but it's not the word. So when the word came, now she was even over, she was at menopausal age. Imagine you couldn't get a child when you were in your, you couldn't get a child when you were in your childbearing age, when you were still not at menopause. Now, <laughs> but God is God, man. Can you tell your neighbor, God is God? Because if this person couldn't have a child when she was in a childbearing age, it makes absolutely no sense that now she can have a child at menopause. The Bible says in Romans 4, it says, Abraham did not waver at the promise of God. He considered not his own body. That's why I like it in the King James. Okay? Other things talk about, he looked at this. In King James it says, he considered not. He did not look at his own body now dead, nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He was fully persuaded that what God has promised, he is able also to fulfill it. That's faith. Even when my mind doesn't understand it, but I'm believing God. Amen. Is that not what the master says? So let's get to scriptures and close. So we are landing now with Deuteronomy 7, 14 to 15 ERV. Deuteronomy 7, 14 to 15 ERV. And then we land with Proverbs 4, 20, the Jubilee translation. Then we are going to pray. You will be blessed more than all people. Every husband and wife will be able to have children. That's a promise. Every husband and wife will be able to have children. children. Uh -huh. Your cows will be able to have calves. <laughs> okay, this is good. <laughs> it seems God is not only interested in us. You know that you can believe God. There are some people, I, there was someone who was believing God for the healing of his dog. And some people who don't have faith, they even put dogs on medical aid. You know that? Yeah. So what is on me also for my dog? So now here it says, every husband and wife will be able to have children. Mm. Even your cows will have calves. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So if he goes even to that detail of my cow having calves, I will have children. Amen. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. The Lord will take away all sickness from you. Okay, what he doesn't want among us, he will keep on taking it away. Mm. He will take away all sickness. He took it away in Exodus. He, taking it away here. Taking it away. Jesus when he was on the earth. Going around. Healing all the way oppressed of the devil. Take away all sickness from you. Mm -hmm. And he will not let you catch any of the terrible diseases okay. that you have in Egypt. This is the problem of catching. You remember those of you who like catching a flu. That's wrong. He doesn't want you to catch. So I told you, I gave you an example with the parcel being delivered. He said, don't receive it, it's not yours. He will not let you catch those terrible diseases. <laughs> but this one is just me, it's not, it's, not, it's not the Lord again. Sometimes my mind gets, should I say, a bit funny. 
When I think about, sometimes you find people who smoke a lot or always drinking. And you find that you don't smoke, you don't drink. But now your body's not very well and maybe you're, in your mind you should be saying, but that's the guy who deserves to be sick. <laughs> I said, that's my mind. Okay. You say, but that's the guy who deserves to be sick. Because this guy has been smoking for 25 years, for 30 years. But you didn't smoke, you didn't drink. So when I look at this, instead of just looking at it with uh, the sickness that you had, the terrible when they were in Egypt, in my mind it says those terrible diseases that the Egyptians deserved. That's my mind. So in other words, when you see people who do not have a covenant with God, your natural mind tells you those are the ones who deserve sickness. Don't you sometimes <laughs> look at it that way? Okay, that's the natural mind. It's not God. Okay? So God says, those diseases will not come to you. I mean, if, if it's wrong to even think that terrible guy should have that sickness, why such a good guy like me should have it? Why don't you think of it that way? He says, I will not let you catch any of the terrible diseases that you had in Egypt. But you will make your enemies catch those diseases. You see the Old Testament. So the enemies deserves those to catch them. Huh? Isn't it that's when you are in your carnal mind, sometimes you think when somebody is nasty to you, start thinking, you should land in trouble. You should get this. So if there was, so he says those terrible diseases, you say, ah, for my enemy, that's fine. So he won't let you catch them. And don't catch them. Proverbs 4, 20 and 20 to 23, Jubilee, and then we land. I want you to get this because you deserve to be healed. Jesus has already paid the price for our sin and for our sickness. And we can walk in good health. And we are going to believe God. Believe God for ourselves and believe God for our relatives. If you want, you can even, this is the extreme one, you can even believe God for those who deserve to be sick. But still you say, I'm trusting God. Even if I think he did that, especially when somebody is your relative. Isn't it? It may be that maybe this person is close to me. Maybe it's my father. Maybe it's my husband. I can see that the things he's doing, he deserves to be sick. Okay? But I can ask for God's mercy. God is merciful. God is gracious. And I can call for his mercy. And because of his mercies, it says because of his mercies we are not consumed. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23, ER, uh, Jubilee translation, we close. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my words. You see the thing that will heal you? The word. Mm. The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. Delivered them from their destruction. Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. 
delivered them from their destruction. So I was sharing the word of God with you. That is the word that will heal you. That is the word that will heal your neighbor. That's the word that will heal your relative. We are going to believe God together. Mm -hmm. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. Why I like it in the Jubilee is because it says, and they are, it says they are life to those that find them and medicine to all their flesh. The reason why I like it in that version, where is that? You don't have uh, the Jubilee. Okay. It, this one just says health. But the Jubilee translation says and medicine. Okay. It's because many of you understand medicine better. So that's why then I like it in the Jubilee. It says the word of God is medicine to my flesh. Okay? Sometimes you don't understand how medicine works. I put that even on, on Key to Extraordinary Life in my book. I said, some of you, even though you say you understand these things, you find you've got a pain on the foot down there or you've got a whatever, a sore or anything. They give you the tablets here or they inject you here. How it gets there, you don't know, but you believe it will get there. <laughs> Amen? That's none of your business. You don't say to the doctor, doctor, I didn't say the problem is with my mouth. Mm -mm. He says, swallow it. But, doctor, how will it know how to get, how do we guide it? None of your business. <laughs> that thing knows how to get there. Amen? So similarly, those of you who believe God for healing, it doesn't have to make sense for you. The word of God is medicine to all our flesh. And, and this is what I believe. For me, it works. And it's been working. And it will keep on working. Because it is God's word. So I'm encouraging all of you, my children. Let's stand firm on the word of God. And let's trust God to fulfill his promises. So what we are going to do now, we are going to pray all of us. I'll give us chance, all of us will take about three minutes, between three and five minutes. I want you to think of the people who are close to you, your beloved ones, anyone who is close to you who is not well. Think of them and as we are praying, pray for them. So when we finish that three to five minutes, when we finish that prayer, the worship team will be getting ready, coming to the floor. When we finish that, those of you who want to be prayed for to get healed, you will come to the floor, I will lay hands on you. I won't take much time. You need to come with your faith like the faith of the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I just touch his garment, I'll be made whole. You don't have to understand how it works. So whether it's for you or you are standing on behalf of somebody, the Lord knows. Okay? So it means I will then lay hands on you and receive your healing or receive healing on behalf of somebody or receive your miracle, whether it's around miscarriage, barrenness or anything that we've spoken about and you say, I'm receiving my miracle. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I just touch his garment, 
I will be made whole. My mind may not understand it. But my spirit understands it. My spirit is leaping within me. You remember when Mary came to Elizabeth and when she greeted her, he said, the little one inside leaped because they could connect. So even as this word is being shared, something within you is leaping for joy. Something within you is saying, this is mine. This is my breakthrough. This is my miracle. I'm receiving it by faith. In Jesus' name. The days of my suffering are over. In Jesus' name. So let's get that three to five minutes. Pray. Pray for whoever you want to pray for. Pray for yourself. But at the end, so the worship team, you'll be getting ready to come to the fore. And those of you who need prayers, you come to the fore. Will not take much time with any of you because your faith is already stayed up. And God will fulfill his word in your life. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you.